Hello, hello. Hoop, 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 hoop. <laughs> hey, Karen. Hey, girl. How are you doing today? Girl, it's sweaty already. It's humid. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hey, fucking humid, yeah. crazy humid, crazy humid. We haven't even started. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> Is this earthquake weather? <laughs> oh, God. I know. That happens, doesn't it? God damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, everybody, welcome to episode 31. Oh, shit. 31 flavors, baby. 31. Uh, 31. You know, in October, we'll be celebrating one year of uh, the hoop sock. Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, I know. But right now, we're on 31 flavors. I like that you called it that. That's good. That rings. That rings well with me. Um, and we, you know what? We have a good show. We have a lot to talk about today. I'm super There's excited. so much. I'm super excited. So much meat. I'm, I'm beyond. Like, you know, every once in a while I sit down and I'm like, what the hell are we going to talk about? You know, there's only so much WNBA going on right now, too, because the season's ending right. and they're going into playoffs and, you know, uh, everyone's kind of coming off of their vacation mode. So yes, for sure. You know, people are trying to, like, get into the work mode, and it's just tough when I'm like, okay, so what's going on? What can we what can we talk about? But I feel good. I think this episode, oh, I'm excited. I'm really, really I, excited. There's so much. We're going to talk about a lot. Talk about a lot. And one of my favorite subjects, skin. Oh, yeah. This is, this is <laughs> 31 Flavors of Skin. Skin. <laughs> 31 skin flavors going on here. I feel like that. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm going to have to revise the title and everything of this, this uh, show today. Um, but before we do that, let's do some house cleaning and updates as we always do. Yes. Um, first off, everybody. Hello. Thank you for listening and joining us live for tonight's The Hoops Talk. Um, if you are listening to us later or you want to replay, we ask you that you subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play. Karen always likes to let everyone know that we are on Google Play. And SEO. Yes, that's right, SEO. <laughs> and or wherever else that you podcast. I use this um, app called Overcast which I like, and I know other people use different things, so you can find us uh, where the Hoops Talk podcast, if you put it in search, subscribe. That way you don't have to search for us. You'll just get an update when it goes live. Super easy. I just, a ping and a notification. You there know, you go. done. TED Talk. I just gave a TED Talk on how to make your podcast live easier. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and on Instagram at the hoops talking. And I didn't tell Karen this yet, but I started a Pinterest. Uh, 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 I know. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. You heard it first. <laughs> this is an exclusive. It it's a hoops <laughs> talk exclusive. Ah. Uh. <laughs> That's right. Thunder. That's right. Yes. Um, yeah. So we, I started Pinterest. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet, but 
started a board, though. Remember, we were kind of like, yeah. oh, no, that was for something else. But we were doing no. a basketball mood board. We did a mood board because we wanted to, when we were talking about doing the podcast, we created a mood board so that we could, like, oh. kind of figure out what our style was going to be and our look. And then we pass that on to our designer. I mean, it did. We love our logo and everything. So it worked well, I must say. Fucking lit. Yeah. Right? So I, I was looking at Pinterest for some other projects that I'm working on and I remembered our board. And so I was like, Hey, you know what? Plus, um, it has a plugin, an SEO plugin for our WordPress. So for our website, which is also, Oh, go to our website, the Um, we have all of the links there for where you can hear us. But eventually when we have a hot minute, one of us is actually going to go in and add some information. <laughs> some pins. Maybe it's like directly linked to Redbubble and our fun swag and Well, yeah, you, exactly. So there's all kinds of things. I don't know. I I just, like I said, I we had a Pinterest and I was using Pinterest for other stuff. So it just segued into yeah. and I made it a business account. It's actually pretty good. I'll share it with you. Oh, I we know. definitely have to have a board on hoop earrings, which I can't mm-hmm. wear while I record from home because it messes I know. up the it messes sound. Up. The audio gets fucked when you do that. Yes. <laughs> you look cute, but it sounds terrible. Um, also, yeah. <laughs> I did a, like a nail, a nail, sports nails board. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's all kinds of designs on there for like basketball and football and baseball. It's great. Pinterest is great. It's, a, you know, you just got to have fun with it's like online scrapbooking in a way right so it is it is and then maybe we could do our collective vision board for where we want this podcast to be Mm -hmm. manifest it i love it yeah it's vision board accolade i love it i love all of you oh so i guess i guess it was good that i started the the pinterest I just started it for fun, and then I'm like, fuck, this is going to be another thing we have to do. Okay, and then, yeah, so, yes, exclusive tonight, you learn the Hoopstack has a Pinterest board. More soon on that. <laughs> uh, uh, also, one thing we want to remind everybody is about the September 14th Good News Radio Showcase on Saturday Ten. the 14th. Yes, it's coming up Ten soon. Days. Very soon. It's going to be here faster than you know. Um, the tickets are 10 bucks each or two for 15 and they're available until sold out. I know I've par- purchased some, my husband, Same. Karen. So, Hey, get, get on it. You can go to the at good news radio on Instagram. They have a link in the bio for Eventbrite, or I'm sure you just go to eventbrite.com and look at and Google, Google it. it. Honestly, so search many it. fucking questions can be answered with a Google search. Like I, I, so many. I literally, I just want to Google it. I just want to have that as an automatic reply for my, for a lot of things. <laughs> like when people text you a question, yeah. it's like a built-in thing that just yes. Google search results. Yes, Google it. Yeah, exactly. So you can Google it. All of this. It's not. It's, I love it. It's very very public. So that is, that's basically our housekeeping. Do you have any updates or anything you want to share? I mean, I just blew the roof off Pinterest, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little in shock about that, but, you know, <laughs> LA, we came to play. I mean, I know you guys can't see Karen's face, but it was, she was shocked. She was shooketh 
with the Pinterest drop. I, you know what? I apologize. I feel like the pin drop. It's like a pin drop. It was the pin drop on Pinterest. It, I, I know. It's, I can't help myself. I need to be stopped. Should not be allowed to have the access password login. Listen, codes. you're a Pisces. You need to have multiple streams I, of creativity. I get it. Uh, I, get it. I know and then it just gets rolls out of control and then what and then i'm not yes. gonna pl- fucking do anything and with it's it for rapid months. it's rapid and we can't we don't know what to do we don't know what to do it's like <laughs> it's like bird box being stuck on the rapid blindfold you know <laughs> <laughs> well i apologize because <laughs> i started that i promise i will i will look into it so we are the hoops talk <laughs> podcast on pinterest so that's the yes. update there. Um, and if I didn't say before, at the hoops talking is our Twitter and our Instagram. Um, so Karen, what what is going on? What's happening today? Well, you know, you know what today is. What's today? Besides Yonsei birthday. That's pretty much all we can legally play. Um, <laughs> but yes, it marks oh, shit. the official holiday of Bay Day today. Queen B, Queen Bay, Bay Aunt Say. It is her birthday today. I'm super excited yep. to celebrate it. I'm at, they actually were having a happy hour at the wing, but we record tonight, so I couldn't make it. But Aww. It's a big deal. It's all right. I, I'd rather be here with you. Um, oh. But yes, Miss Bay, she turned 38 today. So, yeah. I love it. She celebrated kind of low-key, I think, this year. I mean, as low-key yeah, as a billionaire can do it, right? She was backstage at the Lizzo concert, the Made in America concert. Right. Which Lizzo, mm-hmm. rightfully so, like any red-blooded human being would fucking do and freak out human being yeah um and she looked like on her instagram she was partying had a little cake and everything i remember i think it was for her 37th birthday where she did that whole like i am the mother of twins and i breastfed twins and i got ready for coachella like she wrote like this whole like passage oh on her Instagram comments, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she didn't do nothing like that, that this like, time. No, I think she was just like, for her now, I think it's like, dude, Coachella was like peak, right? right. Just the full two weekend production, all the time apart from that, recovering from delivering twins and then putting out the Netflix special. I think she was like, I peaked, I'm cool. Yeah. I'm chilling. Well, I will also say that she's Virgo. Yeah, I'm married to a Virgo. He's Virgo Libra oh. us. But I will say this is kind of funny because, you know, anytime Beyonce puts anything on Instagram or anything, anything for real. But I anything just, I, to me, I'm just looking at the contents of Instagram. It she don't have to write comments. Right. Because it'll just like no. naturally just like become viral. She, she probably doesn't. She Everyone hashtag wants to nothing, engage right? with it. Exactly. Nothing. Well, let me tell you. So my husband is Virgo and. Anytime I post about him, my Instagram goes buck wild. Like he, you know why? Because he's very, he is a undercover, right? He's like Mm -hmm. low key, 
Yep. Elusive. Elusive. Yes. And I feel like that's how Beyonce is. She she only yes. lets you know when she wants you to know. I mean, the woman yeah. made an entire visual Fucking album. Album. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh, what? What? That digital drop that stopped the world. Pretty much. So she will let you know when she wants you to know. And that's it. And I feel yeah. like he's the same way. So like when I do post about him. People go nuts. They want to know what's happening. What's he doing? What's he Is wearing? Steven. Yeah. They're, they're crazy. They're crazy for him. They're crazy for the that content. So I can understand <laughs> that because these fucking Virgos, they like to be low-key, uh, yep. precision-driven. So selective. Selective. About what content of theirs mm-hmm. is out there. Mm-hmm. All the time. But once I put one out, I'm telling you. He stops the world on my Instagram house. It's like bam, 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 hearts. Now, does do you need to review this content and get his approval before it goes up? Um, yes, most of the time, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not every time, but a lot of times, I'll because I love and respect him, and I don't want him to think I'm taking advantage of him. But so I'll go like, "Hey, I'm going to put this up," and most of the time, he's fine with it. Sometimes I've not put things up, you know. But yeah, I do. And I'm sure Beyonce does the same thing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I always hear the rumor that literally you cannot post the media, like mm-hmm. journalists cannot post anything without her yeah. approval. And I'm sure my husband would be the same way. <laughs> <laughs> With that kind of money. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, it's the totally opposite with Leo's, right? Oh, they want to be everywhere. Because J-Lo and A-Rod, they, they, uh, they cannot stop. I mean, constantly constantly which is fine i love them you know i i would hang out with them they they seem super fucking fun but they're just like every i mean there is never a moment when they're not like on social media doing something good for them and then yeah you want to talk about someone who also aged well and Mm. had looked banging on their birthday in addition to beyonce oh my god j-lo my that is reverse aging but you know what i heard she doesn't drink any alcohol yeah, no alcohol, no nicotine, no drugs. Yeah. Probably plant-based too. Probably. That's the way to go. That's what I'm that's what we're finding out. That's what we're finding out. I can't I can't say no to meat <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go with Oops. that, but yeah. I don't even, yeah. <laughs> she can't go plant-based. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so happy birthday, Mess Thang. We love you. What is that? Take it, take it, take it. Okay. That's all. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, on to more Women Crush Wednesday. So, so much, so much good, so much good shit for women happening right now. I mean, I know in the grand scheme of the world, it's not coming up the best for the ladies. Okay. Yeah. A lot period. of shit. Right? Like, okay. Yeah. Still a lot can, needs to be done. But that said, today there's some good stuff happening. Um, w- something that came out was announced was cover three, which is, a, yeah. It's a new weekly NFL show on Yahoo Sports that's going to be hosted by Liz Loza, Kimberly Martin, and Michelle Grin-Graf. 
Brass. I think I'm saying that right. Um, and the show is going to feature them talking about in-season NFL, like highlights, news, interviews, field trips. I think that could be really exciting. All women I love it. show talking yeah. about NFL. Pretty fucking cool. I can't wait. I'm excited. I love it. I'm excited. It's like, it's like this show. It's like how this podcast. I know it is. Maybe they should come on our podcast to talk about their show. Ooh, we'll, I like this. We'll put it out there. We'll put it out there. But I thought that was a really cool, like, you know, women doing some work, getting out there and doing it. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm not necessarily an NFL fan, but I would love to hear about this woman's journey into, like, what they're doing. How's it going? I love it. I, I love it. Um, let's see. Lizzo, again, she oh, is crushing it. Her truth hurts. Hit the number one charts. And she posted a stunning picture on Twitter that I just saw. Man, she is good as hell. I'll tell you that. So Lizzo Man, is living her best life. She's just like ranking in sponsorships too. I think Absolute. She's a fucking ambassador. She's got her sexy little billboards mm. everywhere. I'm like, I just love it. I love it right now. I'm in this Lizzo moment. Yes. Yeah, and you know that album. So I believe Truth Hurts actually was part of a an extended, Older. right? It wasn't on the original. I, I think I read it's two years old. Oh, okay. Well, Lizzo uh-huh. has been Lizzo has been in the game for a long, long time. I know a friend of mine who runs Highlark dot uh, com. He's part of that uh, media chain, and he goes to South by all the time to look at the music. And he had ta- been watching her like I don't know, like three years ago before she made it big, and yeah. he, to- he was talking to me about it. She's like, dude, Lizzo is the she's that bitch and you know she's so she's put the work in this isn't like someone who just like all of a sudden just showed her ass yeah she's been like working it and it showed and she's so excited which is awesome to see her so happy about her success and yeah yeah, she's totally crushing it and good for her because that shit is good too like it is she it sounds good it sounds so good yeah the music everything and a friend of mine said too because she was you know just almost like he said, when she came on live as a, somewhat of an unknown, she just instantly became this like gay icon. Cause then the audience was like, who is this? Like, yeah. give me this. I want this. Who is this? And like someone tweeted too, that she retweeted last year. She only had 60 K followers on Twitter and 247 K followers on IG. And today she's got 870 K on Twitter and 4.6 mil on wow. IG in one year. Wow. Wow. Love it. I love it. Uh, good for her. She's fantastic. I, I've been I a love, huge yeah. fan. Huge, huge, huge fan. So super excited. Huge. Um, Aww, she's crushing love it. it. And then there is a bunch of women athletes who are popping off on this ESPN body oh. issue. Yeah. We'll be talking about that a little bit later, but... You know, this is going to be their last printed issue. And we're going to talk about this later. But to see, yeah. Oh. Yeah. To see some of these women that are, I mean, all the athletes, right? They're all nude in this. But it's just cool to see um, how inclusive this particular group of athletes are this year. So we'll, we're going to dig in, dig into that a little bit more. But yeah. So 
I think women are full on crushing it this Wednesday. And you can see, you know what? We'll put all of this stuff in our um, Instagram handle. You know, we'll tweet it yeah, out. Yeah, I've been tweeting it. I've yeah. been retweeting and tweeting. Yeah, so all of this will be up there. But I, and you know, it's kind of cool because our we do record this live on Wednesday. So it's kind of nice to be able to celebrate Women on Women Crush Wednesday. Although, you know, women crush every day and all that business. But I don't know. It's kind of fun. We do, we do, we do. But there you go. That's our list to highlight today. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's going around on the league? So WNBA, as you know, is in its playoffs. And the LA Sparks currently are in third place. So they've overtaken the Aces. Uh, they beat, I forget who they beat uh, last night, was it? Uh, and so they, they're in third place. Tonight they're playing again and during Hispanic Heritage Month. I'm sorry, H- Hispanic Heritage Day, night. night. I hope that they win and they can keep that their third place. That would be amazing. And that was even with the NECA uh, did some load management, and so she didn't play yesterday. So I think that's a really good showing. Uh, Chelsea Gray was lighting it up. I think Chanae, she really held her her own. Um, they're coming out a little more aggressive. They're coming out with a little more, um, you know, grit, which I like to see. My only concern is they always have, I feel like their turnovers are really high. Um, and mm. I, I think Chelsea is one of the best PGs I've seen. I mean, I, I put her up there. And I do think sometimes, though, some of those passes are like, that would have been great if they made it. But it's like sometimes you just got to just do a straight up forward pass and not do like behind the back or lob yeah. it and stuff. It's, those drive me crazy. I'm sure Derek Fisher is also like, uh, gritting his teeth when he sees stuff like that happen, because especially when it turns into a turnover. Um, but yeah, so they're in uh, they're in good contention, and I wish we had a playoff schedule for the WNBA. Like we literally googled it minutes before the show, and it just ends at September 9th. Like, like they act like this isn't less than ten days away, and there's no schedule. It's terrible. Like, how is anyone supposed to sort of plan or buy tickets and want to so they can go to games? But no, they they get they think people are willing to just wait till like the tenth and then. I guess attend. <laughs> they're like, oh, like, oh, maybe everyone will forget. <laughs> like, why is why are we even thinking about preseason NBA and watching no like second string when mm. this is a playoff situation here and that's not even up? I can't. I. I don't get it. Don't. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But I want to make excuses, but there really is no excuse. You know, it was funny. I was watching. So before the game on Sunday, I think they had a game on Sunday. uh, They had on the the channel where they were showing it. I think it was uh, CBS Sports Network. A show called WNBA Legends. And they had some legends talking uh, and I think like um, who was on there? Maya Moore was there and Candace Parker and uh, I forget who else, but there's five women. And it was funny. One of them said, you know, when they talked about why 
you know, what's, what's with the marketing or what the dollars and what have you. And she was just basically saying, look, I think we need to stop focusing on trying to get people to watch the NBA to watch the WNBA. You know, it could be very easy crossover. It can be right. If you like basketball, then you like basketball. basketball. Right. But the focus needs to shift on trying, because she was saying like, look, there's trolls and haters and they're just people that watch NBA that will never watch WNBA. So, Instead of trying to convert people and tell them, no, 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 you know, you, this is going to be good and you'll like it and blah, blah, blah. How about just not trying to convert and just look, f- make the loyalists happy and look yes. for people that want to watch it or that are interested. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And make it more enjoyable, provide more. It's like we constantly want to bring in like these like non-fanatic or like fair weather fans. And it's like, what's the point? It makes no sense. I mean, if you think about it, you and I decided we were going to watch WNBA. Okay. Mm -hmm. We both got the, um, the WNBA app, right? Yep. I brought also is, Oh, don't even get me started on the fucking app. I lose my mind every time with that fucking app. Um, so I brought my husband who that's one, that's, a two-person household, so he started watching WNBA. He's not like at, he doesn't watch necessarily the ones at home on TV, but he's aware of it and he goes to the games with me. Um, my sister and my nephew, who is thirteen, I took them to games. They love it. So right there, somebody who liked right. it found other people that liked it, and I brought four people in. You, your daughter, you know what I mean? It's just like. We're interested. We, so anybody who is interested, who maybe got the app for the first time, see what they're liking and do more of that better instead of going, oh, if you didn't download the app, let's spend the $50 ahead to get the person to download the app. No, how about you look at the person that downloaded the app and see how many people they're bringing in and do more and better for someone like me and you who are trying to do this. Improve the app. Give us incentives to add folks to the app with more mm-hmm. features or mm-hmm. swag. I don't know. Anything. Like-minded people are going to bring in like-minded people. So if we love watching women right. play basketball, then we're going to bring that yeah. to them. Like I, I'm, not yeah, gonna I bo- I'm not even going to bother with anybody. That's like someone who tells me, I've, you know, people play um, fantasy NFL, right? Fantasy football is like oh. a launch, right? I tried it once. I don't, I did not, you know, I was like, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I was like, pass. I don't play it. And they were fine with it. They weren't like, oh no, Liz, you have to play. It's like, they didn't like, it's like, okay, move on. Same with the NBA fantasy. I love it. I play it and you play it. We have the league. And some people I'll be like, hey, you want to join the league? And they're like, no. Okay. Then I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to yeah, waste my done. time. And that's what these marketers yeah. should do. Not waste their time. Maybe go after people that like women's sports, other women's sports. Yes. As a market. Stop trying to go for the people that like NBA. I get, I understand. We understand that the easy logical two-step is if you like NBA, then you would like WNBA. Full stop. Yeah. In our minds, that's but, logic. You look at it with your eyeballs, right? Yes. 
it's good basketball. Yeah. I think even with the added element of attractive freaking women. Yeah. Well, on top of it, it's, you, cause it's the same thing as like NBA players will go to see the G League. They'll also go yep. to the Venice Ball, right, to play at the, yep. the uh, look at that. They'll do Drew League. Yep. So there's all these other the leagues. League. The that big are, three. The big three. No problem with the big three. So you automatically think like, well, with that trajectory, the WNBA, which is really an official game of the NBA, yeah. it would be easy peasy. But it's not. I mean, even March Madness. No. Skies are in the NBA. They like March Madness. Yeah. And then completely ignore the, the women's March Madness. Oh, absolutely. Oh, but then there's people like, oh, I like I like women's basketball because it's college ball. So I don't, you know, I don't want to get into the psychographics of these people that are like, of the misogyny. Yeah, I, I, I'm like whatever. But what I'm saying is, I thought that that was a very interesting point when she said, "Stop going for the NBA players if they th- that's not the easy win." Period. Yeah, and I think too culturally, I think people want it. I think people are ready. But mm-hmm. like you said, the experiences are not great. Not on the fucking app. Mm-hmm. I can't even find a playoff schedule. I'm going to be in LA during that week. Is the Sparks are third? Are they going to have a playoff game there that we can watch? We can't even plan that. No, I know. That's next week. I know. It's terrible. I mean, and like you mentioned in the last episode about the game, not enough fucking refreshments, not enough fucking swag. Like, mm-hmm. uh, not built for success. That's what it is. The NBA is not ready for it. But guess what? No. The rest of the world's ready. That's right. You just ain't making it a great experience. Exactly. I totally agree. Oh, maybe one day we won't have to have. <laughs> we always start with a high of the WNBA. And then like if it comes crashing down because the experience is so stupid. Like it doesn't make sense. But uh, you know what? Yeah. We are, we are invested Passion. Passion. Invested, advanced. We talked about this about like partnerships. Invested and advanced. That's right. We did. Well, manifest it. So go Sparks. Super excited. We're gonna get gonna get after it. Um oh. yes, yes, yes. Work, work, work. What we have coming up next is something very controversial on this podcast. Oh. Because it deals with fucking numbers. Numbers. That math. Science. (laughs) Algorithms. Formulas. We are going to take a fucking stab at the motherfucking dark. I have an art degree, people. I went to art school to avoid math. Okay. I was a I electronic communications, what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Radio TV broadcast, what I do now. We are going to be very controversial because from the beginning, we have always stated like fuck math and stats. We use our eyes, our heart, yes. intuition, okay? But then. I went down a rabbit hole as I normally do. I swear to God, I should have a oh. new podcast called Google This or a rabbit hole did you, search. 
Did you, like, come back from Burning Man? What happened? No, they're still at Burning Man, by the way. That's why the traffic is so good in L.A. right now. Oh, shit. I thought they would, they would, well, some folks I know are back. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Is she back? Oh, maybe mm-hmm. she, maybe they burnt down her tent early. I don't know. They <laughs> 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 burnt down her statue early. Um, but yes, we're going to, we're going to get into some projections. Okay. Predict. Predict. With the projection. Yes. And the thing here is that, so as you guys know, we play fantasy basketball. And so what we want to do is we want to start like leading up to our fantasy season. Um, and start looking at some of this stuff. So one of the, one of the projections that actually was shared with me and I I at first I ignored it like yeah whatever and then I actually looked at it and I thought it was very interesting so the uh website 538 which I believe is the Nate Silver projects right there he's the guy that predicted wrongly that we wouldn't have this piece of orange crap in the White House but (laughs) is what it is um (laughs) he has created this website and he has a 2019-20 NBA predictions. So um, he had, they have two different formulas on how they make the predictions or their projections for the upcoming season, which I thought was really interesting. So if you guys can all bear with us because we're going to be <laughs> working this out together um because i think it's good i think it's different i like data i'm not mad at data it's just that i think that people that one data data can be viewed any way that you want it to make it work for you so yeah you know you could tweak it in any way like anytime we have to do a report on how things worked out hey we gained five followers but guess what in comparison to yesterday that was 150 percent increase exactly so basically you just say we had 150 percent increase year to date as opposed to that was five followers so <laughs> that's where like in me in my sense of justice that i think sometimes data can be weaponized or you know used to like make you, what you want happen. So I always look at data kind of in that fashion. Um, the other thing too, I just, I find it extremely complicated. Like I don't, I think things, I think our eyes <laughs> and our intuition are much more uh, in tuned and that's how we pick our league. And that's how we, we, I mean, I was, I won last two years. You could have won, but it was a fluke yeah, thing last second. season. Fluke. So, I mean, we've, we and we always like as the NBA fantasy basketball season rolls, we'll have weekly predicts and we'll give you just the tips and you will be able to follow along or you won't. It's whatever. But I figured this would be quite interesting just to take a look and see. And if we don't like it, we'll <laughs> we won't do this anymore. But I we'll thought this would be interesting. <laughs> right, exactly. We'll drop it. Totally drop it. So anyways, going back to this five thirty eight. As 2019-20 NBA predictions, they use a couple of different formulas. Okay, so stay with us. The first formula is what they call the ELO formula. Okay. And the way that the ELO formula works, there's all different types of factors, and they have a TLDR, okay, that I was like, (laughs) no, not going to go through that. So I just did like some highlights. So basically what it is, is they look at a, uh, every game 
it, so basically the, they calculate the ELO rating for every NBA franchise after every game in history over 60,000 ratings in total. So they'll take a look at the um, how a team, the teams win, right? They calculate it by right. a team winning game by game results. So uh, some of the some factors that come into that are if the team won, um, if they were in home court or if they were away. So that's like a couple of ways. Mm -hmm. Another thing that they add is if the team won from like a huge comeback, right? So let's say they were right. down by 40 and they came back and they won, uh, which then in turn makes the team that ended up losing to the comeback lose some points for that um, in the rating. Uh, and they also look at some anomalies like streaks, uh, winning streaks, losing streaks. So they put all of this in a big machine and they do a prediction. That's the ELO prediction. And we'll have all this stuff in our um, podcast uh, links. Uh, the other way that they look at it is what they're calling the Carmelo player projections. And this one's, this one's interesting. It's more intricate. And what they do is they identify similar players throughout um, NBA history, and they de they developed a probabilistic forecast of the future of NBA players. Right, so they'll take out someone like LeBron, and they'll uh, they'll they look at similar players through history, and then they create a forecast. So, like right now, if you looked at LeBron, his forecast uh, on, on this Carmelo. Um, the, if you look at LeBron, you'll see like he's actually charted to do really well um, right now. He's, oh, he's nice. trending. He's trending. He is trending downward, but it looks like he has a bump and then he starts really going downhill. Like, I mean, it makes sense. But the fact that he has a bump in this year is it's interesting to, to look at. So when they use so the Carmelo NBA player projections, the way that they use that to find out the. NBA, overall NBA predictions is they take each individual on the team and they put right. that together to look at what their forecasting is to then create the team's uh, projected record. So that's two ways of looking at the projections. The ELO, which so, takes the team. Yep. Ask, go ahead, ask me a question. What, what's going on? Right. So I, I, I think that they're trying to be clever because the ELO, right? But then by them calling the player specific in Carmelo, because it's almost like a Carmelo factor, right? Like mm. you've seen, we've talked about Melo way, way too many way times, too many but times. like kind of like the factor of one player's effect and impact on a team. Yes. Whether it's their performance, their mm -hmm. attitude, their team culture, whatever, how they integrate into that. So that's, I kind of like that part. <laughs> right. And I mean, to be quite honest, I don't even think they take in the, I don't know. I mean, I have to, like I said, TLDR. So for the Carmelo factor, I think, I don't know if they took in like attitude or chemistry. Like, I don't know if they took in it yeah. like that. It was m maybe yeah. more on the statistical side. So you could, yeah, you could look at, you could look at a player's uh, stats and actually maybe correlate that to something that you that happened to them. So, like, I, it would be interesting to take Dwight Howard's projections, right, and look what where they were with maybe like he hurt his back and then like all of a sudden that shit was coming out about him on yep. social media, yeah. or you know when J.R. Smith 
like had some or Tristan Thompson, you know, I mean, there's there's ways that we can create those accesses based on what was happening to them personally. But also, too, I, who said it? An old teammate of his. He was so concerned about his stats, about ra- raking in a certain number of points, even though they were already his team was on the like one. The fact that he didn't score 20 that game or whatever. Right. So maybe that's also the association with Carmelo and the player specific stats is mm. because Melo was so stat driven, yep. his own, right? Like maybe that's sort of the reason they kind of cleverly named it what they did. But I like the chart. That's easy mm. to um, look at. Um, I'm a little like, I don't like that I have to toggle. Like I'd love to see them in comparison because I'm already finding interesting dis- this disparity between what the Elo projection is for a team versus the Carmelo, mm-hmm. because like you said, Elo is looking at last season as a team whole. Right. And then Mel Carmelo is looking at what is the current roster because all those mm-hmm. change up post season and over the summer and then basing it from the individual team stats. So like, it's such a, like I'm looking at the Warriors and it's like, Elo is saying 98% making playoffs, but then through the Carmelo player base one, it's 88. Like, that's such a huge. Oh, oh, okay. So I see. So what you're saying is you are in full disbelief that the average is so, or that the percentage is so low for your Warriors. (laughs) No, I actually, when I looked at Elo, I said that's that, that number. I don't think you're looking at it right. The Carmelo forecast is at 88%. Yes, and I think that's more and the, accurate. And okay, really interesting. I'm, you know, I'm a Warriors fan, but I'm realistic. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a Lakers fan, and I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, we ain't talking about fantasy right now. That is We're true. About reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, I know you. You're gonna have like a more uh, all Warrior roster on your fantasy league. <laughs> I, you know, we may change it up. I need to spread myself better. Yes. But we got, we got some, we got some, we got our favorite anonymous Knicks fan on chat. Mm, tell me. And What's he he's talking about his favorite Elo is Jeff Lynn. And I'm like, who's Jeff Lynn? <laughs> and then he says Jeff Lynn with a Y. And I'm so confused. So if you want to clarify for us anonymous Knicks, that would be appreciated. Unless you know. I don't know who and then Jeff he's Lynn asking, is. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then he's asking, "What is the Lizzo metric?" Oh, well, we can come I, I up like with a Lizzo. It. We can come up with a Lizzo metric. Yeah, and I know, I know, nerdy math people who could probably create a statistical model based off criteria we create on the Lizzo factor. I just think we need. I don't even think we need a nerd. I think we just be like, uh, you know, what are some Lizzo things? Are they that bitch? You know, is it? Are they that 100%, bitch? Yeah, are they, yeah, you can look at them yep. and their swag, uh, who they're dating, with how they're living. We could do a Lizzo factor that way. Uh, we could also do a factor of, like, who do we think is going to tank? Like, who do we think, like, for instance, controversial, perhaps. But I, I don't think that the Nets are going to do as well as everybody's predicting. You said the Nets? The Nets. Oh, yeah, the Nets? I personally, I think the Nets will tank. I think the 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 Nets are going to implode, and I'm going to tell you why. Because of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Yes. 
and he's not going to have yeah. KD playing with him. He's so basically nope. he's going to a new team. Uh, he is uh, not going to have KD there with him in the first season. He's going to have to play a lot more than he maybe originally expected going there. And he does the and same he's not thing. a leader. Let's talk about this. When he went to the Celtics, he was like, I'm never going to leave the Celtics. I'm going to make the team, blah, blah, blah. And then it was honeymoon is over, baby. Done. That's the way this guy is. I think that they have, it's going to be very interesting. And I, I see them as being a team that's going to tank. So we could have a dumpster fire metric. <laughs> you know? We could do you all know, kinds of things. I like this. I like this. I, maybe instead of numbers, we're you know how we're both visual. We have yes. icons, you know, like dumpster mm-hmm. on fire, heart, <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, the alarm light. Like we could, we could get that. Yeah, we could do all of that. I think it would be great. I love it. So I think that okay, we're kind right, of. What are we digging? What do you want to dig in first? How okay. do you want to dig into this data? Well, the data is. Uh, it's a little bit. It's. It is interesting, you know, and I personally, I think the ELO would probably be their LO is going to be the easiest to try to dive into because when you start thinking about player projections and how they relate to how a team's performance is, that's like a whole ball of wax, which too I much, find, way too much yeah, detail. I think we could like stretch it out until our fantasy season, but I think like an, well, the, the, the overall team as well. But I think if we just look at maybe let's take a look at the projections for the record. So the, let's say, let's look at their record that's being projected and see if there's, if we think they're going to win more or less than what is projected. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like, for instance, oh, let's start with the Lakers because I got them right here. Yeah, Lakers, and I see, I see the Warriors too right yeah. underneath. So the Lakers are projected to win 38, and they also um, are, have a 34% chance of making the playoffs and a 1% wow. chance of making the finals. So wow. I think that's totally false. <laughs> that's off. That's I way off. personally disagree. I think they're going to be closer to like maybe even flip that number. I could see them flipping that number to like a 44-38. Yeah. And I think that I, – I, I would give it even more. Maybe do like a – yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's going to be over. I would say in the 50s, at least wins in the 50s. Like a 50 – 40 seems low. That's what I'm thinking. I think it's going to be yeah. more like, I don't know, like 47, 35 or something like that. That's what I'm thinking. I think their chances go make it to the playoffs. I think they will be in the playoffs. I think they're yeah, going to I be think in the playoffs. Those chances are at least in the brighter orange. Like, yeah. what is this fucking 34% situation no. here? No. I, I, but again, it's, this is based on their what they did last season. So yes, right. I can With understand their players that. from last season. Exactly. But I think that, no, I think that those are, I think that the Lakers are going to do better than what they're being projected. And um, then on that flip side, yes, these numbers don't look anything accurate to what I think for the Warriors will be this Interesting. year. So it, it says 93% to make playoffs. 
Um, I would put that no. I wouldn't say it says fifty four to twenty eight. No, I think that I think they'd be closer to like what the Jazz is. No, not even. I would say they'd be closer to like what they're projecting for the Nuggets, the forty nine thirty three at eighty two percent. Yeah, and look at that. They're, they projected Celtics at 49-33 based on last year's stuff. What? I think, oh, well, yeah, yeah. then we got to consider that you know, they don't consider East versus West. That's the other thing. That's a major factor. I, that's a major factor to me. Yeah. I mean, they're just but, looking at But the, not, not this coming season, though, because I feel like there's been so much change up. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jason Tatum just rolled his ankle in the fucking uh, oh, well, basketball. Yeah. There you go. And I think it's a lot worse than what and they're it, saying it is, by the way. Yeah. And Gordon Hayward's always injured. Oh, God. Well, that poor man, like, snapped his fucking leg in half. Retire, baby. And, like, <laughs> I watched that injury happen, and I'm like. I can't. Oh. oh just oh. take him out back and, you know. Put hit pillow over his head. Like, how do you do this? Well, they, they kill horses, don't they? Right? Like, I saw that. Like, it was. Ugh. So I, I can't watch those videos. I don't know how you do it. Well, I mean, I watched watching it live, and it's just like they keep replaying it. They love replaying that shit. <laughs> they love replaying that losing <sighs> a tooth, fucking hurting yourself. They just love replaying all of it, getting it's a bloody so eye, getting spit in the face. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like I've like said, like they need to stop. It's too much. It's gratuitous. Um. Okay. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of projections here, a lot of numbers, but. So you're thinking the Carmel? Well, yeah, I think maybe the Carmelo player projected, but again, like just oh, like the Seventy Sixers. I think that that sounds pretty good in the ELO forty nine thirty three. Uh, I think the Rockets are is way too high fifty five twenty seven. I think they're going to do less than that. I think they're closer to like a forty two forty. Um, the Lakers absolutely not. Th- these guys are going to be like a forty seven. Oh, forty seven. So now that you say forty-seven thirty-five, yeah, in the Carmelo projections, that's exactly what they say. Projection See? record is forty-seven thirty-five. Yep, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Seventy-two percent uh, chance of making playoffs. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I think the Warriors will will lose will lose more. I think the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks could be on point fifty-five twenty-seven. I think that's on point. But 24% chance of making the finals, that seems low. Um, they, they all, it, even in the mellow, it's 54 28. So it's a big, like, not even a huge difference between and what team projection and player projection. So I think 42 40 sounds too low for the Clippers. Yes. In this in this new Clipper regime, yeah, mm, yeah, Mello Mello is saying the player projection one is saying forty eight to thirty four. I think the Nuggets is too high at forty nine thirty three. What's it? Oh, for, it, on Ello it says forty nine. Yeah. Okay, on the player one for Carmelo it's fifty one to thirty one. Really? Yeah. Oh, I gotta look at those Nuggets again. 
Um, jazz, I think the jazz might be, well, they just picked up, um, what's his name? Uh, fuck. I can't remember his name from Memphis. So 5032, Michael Connolly, they just picked him up. So I would say 5032, uh, yeah, I think 5032 is good. What is the, what does Carmelo say? That's, that's exactly it. 5032. It's on par. Uh, I think the Celtics is too high at forty nine thirty three. Too high. What does Carmelo say? Oh well, forty six, thirty six. But even I think that's too high. <laughs> I don't think this takes well, into consideration they just got, injuries. Well, yeah, it's, it probably has Tatum back in there, and he's out. So yeah. Uh, Raptors at fifty eight twenty four. Way too high. Way too high. So for the player one. Mm. Forty-four, thirty-eight. Yeah, that's way too <laughs> high. Quiet, God. <laughs> <laughs> the Pelicans, oh. thirty-one, fifty-one. I think that's too low. I think they're going to be like, uh, I don't know, four to forty. You're close. Forty-three, thirty-nine for the the okay. player projection. See, Liz, like you said, your intuition. Like we don't right. need math. Nah. <laughs> we don't need math. That is my mantra. <laughs> that just needs to be the additional hashtag on our shit. We don't need math. We don't need stats. <laughs> oh, I am sure so many fucking analysts are like cringing right now. No, we <laughs> use heart. We use gut. We use tarot. We use astrology. We use, That's right. You know. Mother Earth, baby. Fucking crystal. That's right. Get the crystals out. Um, Please them crystals. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I we get. It's quite interesting, though, right? Can we look at the calves on the LO and then I'm on okay. LO for the calves? So the calves they're predicting twenty five fifty six for the LO. I would say that that is all, yes. No, okay. Carmelo one is twenty one sixty one. Oh, that is sad. <laughs> God, I was actually That's giving like, them hope. A li- yeah, I'm going to say the Knicks one is too low. Oh, really? You think so? I think that the Knicks will do more like a maybe 2656. Okay, so the, the Carmelo one says 2458. So you're kind of there. Yeah, I know they're not going to do much better than 2539, but I still think that's a little low. Uh, I'm laughing because, you know, King. Right. The kings are down there, thirty three, forty nine. Those should they should be trash. burnt to the ground. They are such trash. Dumpster trash. Uh, the bulls. I think twenty six fifty six sounds a little bit low for the bulls. So I'm the trying Carmelo, to think what they got. Yeah, the Carmelo projection says thirty eight, forty four. Yeah, they might. They pick some with a fifty five. They must have picked some folks up. I would say I'm looking at looking at the so I see the Pelican I was saying the Pelicans were too low. So I put the Pelicans like at a I don't know a forty two thirty eight or something like that. Look at the Trailblazers. No. What's the LO projection? Well, it's fifty thirty two for the Trail. I think that's way too high. Okay, because yeah the. Player projection one is forty forty two with only a thirty four percent chance of yeah. making playoffs. Yeah, no, I think the Trailblazers too high. Um, Pistons looks about right thirty eight forty four. 
Uh, Thunder, 4537, nope. Nope. I feel like Magic, uh, well, there were trades to Magic, but I'm like. No, I think I think the Thunder will be closer to like a 3448. Thunder? Yeah. 3448. Yeah, the player projections is a straight, smooth, uh, even, 4141. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, the most surprises that I see on the L, the LO will be the Lakers. I think we'll have a better performance. I think the Warriors will yeah. have, uh, less, less performance. Uh, I, agree. I think the Pelicans will have a better performance right now. They're 3151. I think that's too low for them. I think the trailblazers will be down. And I think that the uh, well, the Bulls twenty six fifty six that might still be, yeah. And I think basically the bottom three, actually the Hornets forty one forty one sounds really high to me. For the Hornets, I think they're more oh, like a thirty three forty. Kemba Walker, that's why. Mm. But in this one, we're looking at um, Hornets. Yeah, twenty seven fifty five with Kemba out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like that's that is way too high. Um, I would say that the Knicks are a little bit better, and then the Cavs. I thought that that sounded good, but it seems like it's lower in the player projections. Well, there you have it, folks. We just did math, <laughs> and we don't need math. Apparently, that's going to be on, on our swag. <laughs> we don't need math. <laughs> We go through it. We do intuition. What can I tell you? And I have to break that Asian stereotype. I mean, people look at me to solve a math problem. I'm like, you're <laughs> shit out of luck, bro. <sighs> yeah, no, I mean, I like I said, I like the data. I'm down with data. I think that I, I mean, most I looked at the LO and I was pretty much pulling out what I thought was over under just by like thinking about who the team is, where they're traded, how are they, you know, so it's basically like my feeling um but i think that this is very interesting and i think we could we could dive into it even deeper when we do like the player projections of that type of stuff so i think it's so our tldr summary is yes. down with the d yes but we don't need math <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what our what our prediction is um really quickly looking at the chat it says the celtics made it to the conference finals without Kyrie a couple of years ago this is an anonymous knicks fan um he also wrote that our basketball predictions are it looks like a million times better than mike francesa that goes without saying that man is i don't know what that man knows at all um he's like the uh 24 wins is better than 17 i think he's talking about the knicks here and also yep. the thunder will have 30 wins max okay well you know what we have all of this recorded which is awesome because then we can look back at it and we will be using some of this stuff when we're talking about our um fantasy league but again to your point karen i say we take a lot of the a lot of data that we use or how what was the fuckery that they did over the summer what kind of bullshit yes. did they do on their social media. Who's on a plant-based diet? Exactly. Shit like who fucking decided that they wanted to grow dreads and have blonde tips? You know, <laughs> shit like that. Who's cheating on their lady? Right. Who's ha- who's doing that? Or 
or partner. Exactly. Yeah. So we look, we take in that data, the cultural data, and that's what we also use to pepper these numbers. They need to be peppered up. We season the numbers with the cultural data. And you know what? Maybe we will work to make a Lizzo metric or, you know. Yeah, I love like it. That. I oh, Also, too, your, our favorite number one fan clarified his inside joke that I didn't get. I don't know if you get it now if I explain it, but he put electric light orchestra, E-L-O, oh. is a band with Jeff Lynn in it or mm-hmm. was in it. Mm. <laughs> got it. You got it? I'm so, my ass is like, huh? Yeah, I get it, but it's, we're past this now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. I think we're, I think we're good. I think, I mean, this will be something we go back to. I think it's quite interesting. Yeah. But, um, like what we could do is even like based off your picks, my picks or certain standings every week, we can go back to reference how accurate we were without the math. That's true. We get, what is it like that? Uh, beat the chicken at tic-tac-toe. That'll be like us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. yes that the math it, you don't need it kids you don't, don't need, need it. math don't, don't need, need it, it. Uh, okay so we are moving on from that to something that I was super excited about and you were too Same. our 31 flavors of skin episode yeah. we talked at the top yeah is ESPN's body issue. Gorgeous. That is coming out on September 6th to the newsstands. It's going to be the last printed oh, version. It's, we it's should be done. We should each buy one. Like oh, yeah. That. For sure. For sure. Printed. So I actually, and it was funny because I did, a, as I do, you know me, I get into like a rabbit Google search hole. I looked up the body issue. And what I found was that it was created to be a counterpoint to the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So that that happened, right? It, it was like, well, you know, they wanted to come out with something that was maybe a little more about athletes uh, and athletes' bodies. So that came out. And I put we posted some of this stuff on um our Instagram. So you can go on Instagram or, you know, we'll have all the links for that too. So the, uh, the first body issue debuted in 2009 and it was, uh, featured Serena Williams on the cover and it ended up, uh, being such a financial success. It doubled their normal edition in sales. It achieved, uh, greater sales, uh, than any other biweekly, over the previous years and their ad sales went up 35%. But I believe at that time they didn't they did say that the the body issue would go until 2019. And I can understand that because I can imagine it's a huge undertaking. Um, yeah. The for, whole thing is probably a full year of work. Oh, god, yeah. I mean, I know it looks like pretty seamless when you look at like the highlights and what have you, but it's got to be like a ton of work to put those shoots on and, and get everyone's um, schedule 
uh, together. So they've done a fantastic, fantastic job. So the cover star of this issue is Liz Cambage, which, by the way, she was in uh, Slam. She was on the cover with Asia. Oh, yes. The Aces. A couple weeks back. Yeah. So she's already made. This is a massive cover. Um, Massive. I, I just, I'm like so happy for her. Cause you know, the, it's just, it's insane. Um, her body is insane. Oh God. Those legs. Oh, it's Woof. for days, four days. Days. And days. Gam. Oh, she's, she looks, she's looks incredible. So I actually pulled some clips you can hear. So here is Liz Cambage. Uh, this is on YouTube. You can hear her talking a little bit about the, um, experience here. Let's see. I love my whole body. I'm proud of my whole body, every inch. My soft, soft skin, my big lips, my crazy hair. I just love me. (laughs) She's so cute. Everyone has insecurities. I was bullied a lot for being very different while growing up. I've always just been head and shoulders above the rest. I was very uncoordinated, um, wasn't sporty at all. It took a lot of patient coaches, um, you know, working with me and spending extra time with me to really embrace my body and, like, learn to use my body to the best advantage. Gambage rolls. It looks too easy. This woman is a force to be reckoned with. It's kind of like a cheat mode in, like, a, a video game. Yeah. It has its pros and cons, though. Like, clearly, I'm taller than everyone else, but... People get away with doing a lot to me to like try and slow me down and stop me. So she uh, she goes on to say that she's actually started a plant based diet and how much that changed her performance yep. on the court. Um, and she also goes also on to talk about how you know they do have to play overseas and that she hopes there comes a day when they don't have to play overseas so they can give their body the rest that they need. Um, so this, you know, she, this is part of, uh, uh, it's on ESPN's, uh, YouTube channel. So you can listen to more of yep. that. Uh, I've, I you know, it. I think she's gone through, she goes through a lot and, you know, she came out with her, um, battle with mental health and she's making this cover and you know what? She is a tall woman. I can only imagine how she was harassed at school. Uh, oh yeah, I know for myself. Like, just you know, this is, hope this isn't TMI. But if you're a fan of the show, you'll know we are all about TMI. I was developed very at a very young age, so I oh. was menstruating and had to wear bras like at twelve. I wasn't even thirteen yet, even oh, ele- eleven, twelve. So that alone for someone I was like I went from like running and playing and all stuff to just being like I am a disgusting human being why am I why is my body trying to kill me you know it's it's a huge self-esteem situation and when you don't have people around you that are like you know not that my family was callous but they're kind of like no one told me I don't know what to fucking tell you yeah (laughs) yeah so I mean I it's better now but as far as like hopefully the information that young people get about their their body but I just know that it was fucking terrible I went from such like a fun outgoing person to being just like devastated with all of conscious, that yeah it's not fun body no one wants to fucking have to wear a bra be different and 
it's just it's awkward and then you're just like everything's like in your way you know it's like it's like it sucks to know that your body is actually getting in the way of you being your best potential your best yeah your regular self yeah so I mean how did you we both did a half marathon with like Nike right Mm -hmm. how did you do it because I still joke with my friends it's really hard (laughs) to find a bra that's not causing your tit to like hurt and bounce and just yeah uh, you know I I felt like I was still kind of running with my arms under the the (laughs) boobies well you did I I mean I had a very aggressive power uh support and it wasn't cute it was Mm -hmm. like Ginor, mm-hmm. you know, it was like legitimate. Yeah, it's band-aid. like you know, fucking oh like you know, man, you know when your car has a bra on, on the front. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. Yeah, it was keeping the shit in. So same uh, amount of fabric, you yeah. Know? <laughs> but also, like, it's interesting because when you have the right shoes on too, it helps to lessen how much yeah. you bounce. So I mean, there's all these factors yeah. that you learn because I did my half marathon with team and training, and the coaches there Thanks. were so amazing. You know how they taught you like yeah. how to run, how so to recover. Good. I mean, it was great. So how to breathe while running because yep. that was my issue. Yep. How to pace yourself. Yeah. I mean, it was great, yeah. and really how to keep yeah. like your less stress on your your knees and stuff and your back when you're going up and downhill so that was liz cambage and you know i think she's great you, you can read her uh, more about her and also another person who i thought was this is like insane is nancy lieberman she, oh shit. yeah so she's recently she's uh, a on the big three, she she coaches for the big three, uh, the team power. And she's actually, I think she started that with Ice Cubes. She's a huge uh, uh, advocate and, and does the big three. She's also a WNBA Hall of Famer. She, was, uh, she played professional basketball for the WNBA. And she, I don't know if she still currently is, but she was a broadcaster for the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, the NBA New Orleans Pelicans. And she is a basketball hall of fame, a women's uh, basketball hall of fame. And basically uh, she was, she was, I believe she was the first woman assistant coach hired by the Sacramento Kings. So she is a groundbreaker, an icon. Yeah. And one of the, yeah, one of the greatest figures in American women's basketball. She posed at 61 years old. She posed. And let me tell you, I, She's got a six pack. She looks incredible. And you know what I really liked about her photos was the pure joy. Like this woman is like, I know who I fucking am and I know my fucking body and it's pure joy. I have a little bit of her here, um, of her. uh, I see some behind the scenes. Let me play a little bit. I think the body issue is absolutely beautiful because it represents who we are as athletes and we are nothing without our bodies. You're going to go for a focus, so stand by. And I don't want to do things like this to do things. I want it, I want it to be an inspiration to, to other people, both men and women. One, two, three. Well, you know, it's funny because you work out uh, the way I have trained and you realize as hard as you work, your ass doesn't follow. Am I supposed to say that on TV? There's just that natural gravity and it's just, it's life. And it doesn't bother me anymore because it is just part of the process. And 
The biggest thing as you get older is enjoying the process of getting older. There it is, yeah. I could not have done this 10 years ago. I wasn't that comfortable with myself. You know, there's phases of your life and career where you become comfortable with who you are, what you are, and what you stand for. And I'm just so comfortable with who I am today and what my impact has been, you know, over the last 40 years. Two-time Olympian in 1980 and played seven. So that's a little bit of her. Yeah, love it. So she's 61, and when she's saying, like, 10 years ago when she was 51, she couldn't do this. So now at 61. And I love what she said, like, like gravity is life. And that's, like, in the truth. and, like, no matter how much you work out, your ass won't follow. (laughs) 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 You know, my grandmother passed away recently, uh, last year. She was in her 80s. And, you know, I guess the thing that that struck me was that I saw her, her lack of control you know, of her body. It was really tough. It was super tough. And so having that memory, I mean, I understood like her passage and I got to like talk to her, but, and not to say like, I'm trying to compare Nancy being 61 to my grandmother, but I can understand like the need, the want that we all have to control, right? The one thing that we have left is to control our body. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Yep. And so that's really why it's important to see like, hey, you know what? There are things that are important because the control that you have, it can then be continued on as you age because that's inevitable. Yeah. That's that, inevitable. Like the deterioration, right? Yeah. So it, it, that's inevitable. I love that. I, I love that she said, like I said, gravity is life because it is. I love it. That's what that is. Um, let's see who else we got. So another, just one other person I want to highlight and I don't have a, a real for her cause I, I couldn't find it, but Scout Bassett who, oh yeah, uh, she is a Paralympic athlete. I had the great honor to cover the United States of women conference a couple years back. And Liz Loza had a panel that I was able to cover about women in sports And Scout was one of the panelists and she told her story. Basically, you know, she spent her the first seven years of her life in an orphanage in China. And, you know, she was found on the abandoned on the side of the street and she lost her right leg in a chemical fire as a newborn baby. And they she got a makeshift prosthetic leg and she was adopted uh, by a couple, an American couple from Michigan in 1995. And that's like, she just always had this spirit to, you know, play uh, soccer and to be an athlete and training. And so she worked herself, you know, to then become introduced uh, for track and field in the 2016 Summer Paralympics. And one of the things that struck me, I mean, besides her story is like fucking powerful, yep. right? Um, right. The thing I think that struck me the most when I was listening to her speak at the uh, the United States of Women is the fact that she said that she, there is no one that she can look to in media that represents someone like her, right? Oh. We always talk about how representation matters, and we talk about how, like, you and I don't have that many 
people in media that we can look to that look like us that have had a you know our journey right Every, and everyone's journey yeah, is different right but different, that yeah. that fucking struck me because I'm like yeah you know what I have very I feel like I have very uh very little representation yes I can change it to the Hispanic channels or the you know uh, the uh, Telemundo Univision we did have that in my house. So I could see, of course, it was like such a caricature of people <laughs> that were considered that I could look. It's like, you know, Chapeline Colorado or the big breasted women on the some of these soap operas. It, it's right, right. a lot of caricatures that came out of it. But she wouldn't have anything. You know, and they are there's the Paralympic, you know, that uh, we, but there's not televised. Yeah. You know, no, and, it's not. It's not. So, and I'm not saying like, oh, we need to, have, everybody needs to have their own show. Everybody should be right. Whatever. I'm not trying to say it. What I'm trying to say is that we need to, I, I, and we go back to like the Elena Del Don conversation that we had about the shoe. It's like, yeah, different capabilities of athletes can be uh, something that is seen, right? Something that we talk about, something that's in the, in media. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's, that was, to me, that was my big takeaway with Scout was like, you know, yeah, she had, a, I mean, fuck, she had a leg as a baby, you know, and a right. chemical oh. burn. Fuck. Like she, her story is powerful, but yet the thing that got me was saying that she never, she does not see anybody that she can relate to in media, in sports that she loves. It's just, it was just interesting. So she's in also yeah. in this body issue. Um, but like I said, I didn't find um, I didn't find a clip of her. So what else, what else is striking you about this? Yeah, for me, I mean, let's definitely just mention Chris Paul real quick. I, he yeah. also, I guess, mentioned that he went plant-based. So it would be really interesting <laughs> to see his performance, right, in this coming season. And then I think my other big one that stood out to me was um, Caitlin Ohashi. She was that gymnast that had that fun routine gymnast gymnastic oh, routine yeah. that just kind of went. Literally, this is where I will use the word viral. Right. But right, what's right. interesting is after that got big, the criticism around her size and her body were just skyrocketed on on social, and it was disgusting, of course, because like look at her like it it was just like small waist and like you know nice trunk like it was just kind of ridiculous to hear people it's interesting because I think that's what these athletes and I think that's what this body issue is about is like these Mm -hmm. athletes constantly get criticized not just on their performance but also on their body yeah right like people feel like they have the right to say well how are you an athlete and you look like that and like I think that's why also too they have like the Eagles offensive line in there like these guys are big dudes yeah and I I think like the one of the Got one of the offensive lines, he's like, I wanted to make them do this and get out of their comfort zone and do this together as a, as a team. So, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, continue. I, I love that. No, and it's cute. The photos on them is really cute, and they're kind of making the rounds on social. But it's interesting because our favorite anonymous Knicks fan mm-hmm. says on the comments, body issue is a terrible name. But what's in to me, I feel like that was the point, right? Like yeah. you, when you mentioned that this was the answer back or the clap back to Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated swimsuit edition, mm-hmm. people probably have body issues constantly looking at models yeah. that are outliers of what normal bodies are. Yeah. And then 
it is an issue because it's a magazine, but it's also addressing the body issue. Yeah. I think it's so, a great name because it's like you said, it's flipping it's it on genius. its head. Yeah. It's flipping it on its head. I like that. I like it. Yep. I love it. Well, there's a, I mean, we're, I didn't realize that, you know, we're going to be wrapping soon, but there's a whole, <laughs> <laughs> this body issue is great. And those numbers, I mean, we could go forever on those numbers, but it, the, the list is out. We'll put the links in the podcast, uh, as well. And, you know, we've been tweeting and, um, putting on Instagram so you could, uh, click on and see those, what you want to see there. Uh, yeah, so the ESPN, it's out on September 6th. And, I mean, we had a couple other things. I just want to mention one thing because I don't want to have to talk about this again before we leave. And it's a, it's a timeout to – I and I know it's so funny because it contradicts what I said last – I think last episode of or the episode before about LeBron and Taco Tuesday. I don't think that he should be trying to trademark Taco Tuesday – um, I know no, that it's already it's already trademarked actually by a restaurant, John's restaurant, John's Tacos or something like that. And anytime they try to enforce it, people just laugh them at him because they're like, fuck you. You can't trademark Taco Tuesday. So LeBron is trying to trademark Taco Tuesday. And I just say, fuck off. You can't fucking trademark Taco Tuesday. I don't give a fuck who you are. That cannot be. And your grito. When he goes, you know what? I'm willing to overlook that shit because I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I'm I'm just like, whatever. I know that he's not like trying to be condescending, but that's kind of fucked up shit. Okay. That's not how you go Taco Tuesday and you make a grito like that. I wanted to let him pass because I was like fucking dad jokes. But now he's taking it a little bit too far with wanting to trademark Taco Tuesday. So I vote a huge no. And knowing my community being as fucking passive as we are, they're going to be yep. like, oh, well, he trademarked it. And guess what? They're going to fucking write Taco Tuesday on their trucks, on the cumbias out there. They're not going to be They're going to be all LeBron who? And they're going to use Taco Tuesday however the fuck they want. So if he wants to take that time, which I don't understand why, I just say fucking time out. Time out on that shit. Yeah. And wholehearted fuck off from me to LeBron James for trying to trademark that. And I never, and you know I love him. You love him. So this is like, I'm watching a lover's spat. <laughs> I feel like. I, I'm a little confused. First, you know, the pin dropped. Now, oh now you, you shitting on your man, LeBron. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It's a wicked Wednesday. Oh man, it's Wild Wednesday. Yeah, I'm sorry, Karen. Wow. I'm dropping all kind. I did okay. So we did Pinterest. What else did we? Do? We did Pinterest, and then we fucking did. We did stats. We did math. We did math. Oh my god! So we did math, Pinterest math, and then my fucking timeout to to LeBron James. Oh my god! I. And you didn't even get mad at him for appropriating this shit. Yeah, I fucking let the fucking grito go. I let him say, be all like, I let it. I was fully aware that he was sitting there in front of people doing a fucking grito like that. like a, And I was like, oh, I'm going to be okay with it. And yet, no, today I'm not okay <laughs> He has a fucking time. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna have to go home and do a whole tarot read for myself. Yes, there is some shit going down. 
yeah, that was my timeout. I'm sorry. Did you have a timeout? We have like some time. I I didn't, but you know, we were talking about bucket hats. <gasps> and you have it in your agenda. I know. I was going to say And on. I'm not quite sure if you're for the resurgence of bucket hats or you're not from your notes. So that I'd like to know because then I do have a comment based off what you end up I am for bucket know. hats. I'm for bucket hats. I think bucket hats are okay. greater than knit caps and I will I will put it on record that it was my husband that brought the bucket hat back into our household. I love that. I love it. And also, what do you mean by knit cap? You know, fucking like the knit cap, like the little the tight one, right? And yeah. it was hot to be the orange yeah, or the fluorescent no. one. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Thank you. I think the bucket hat is better and greater than that condom beanie. You know when <laughs> the, the beanie's overly baggy and it looks like a loose condom? <laughs> The condom beanie, yes. I... The hipster one, and like they wear it as if they have dreads or hella hair, but they don't, so it just sags like a loose condom on a soft I know beanie. exactly. Like a... Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. That's my time out. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. No, hey, I'm good with that. I Yes, yeah, so bucket hats are in. They might be like, they might be trending down because they're more like a, like, summer thing but i don't know i'm feeling the bucket hat and i feel like i think they're gonna reintroduce airbrushing on it again mm. because the 90s are just constantly making this resurgence always. right into always fashion again always always well thanks everyone again for listening and remember to subscribe review iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to our podcast. Also, make sure that you follow us on Twitter or Instagram at The Hoops Talking. We also have a website, hoopstalking.com. And September 14th, the Good News Radio Showcase. Tickets on sale now, $10 each or two for $15 until sold out. I was also uh, told that there will be an open, well, not it's a paid bar, but there will be beverages available for that event it's at the Met Theater in Hollywood we're super excited uh, Karen will be in town next week getting into some ah! fuckery with me she'll be in the studio recording I'm so super excited yeah. it's always a good time when Karen is in town yay I know, I'm so excited. We might try to do a photo shoot at Tom's One Hour Photo when yes. she's here. If you guys <laughs> her uh, follow, um, what's her name, Casey Musgraves, you'll know all about that, that explosion for that business. But other than that, you know, as we're heading out, and obviously as the weather is is allowing for it, how do we want to keep it here, Karen? Sweat. Sweat.